I'm going to continue in the series, Our Mission or Purpose. Well, this will be actually part five. So I want to continue today because, um, and this is really a very interesting story and a very powerful story. And it really points to how life is today and how we ought to live. So the local tax collectors were among the most despised members of the Jewish communities for several reasons. Number one, they earned money by collecting other people's money, which was considered dishonorable in itself. Second, they had a reputation for dishonesty. Yes, because, because they bumped up the, the, the taxes so that they can siphon off for their own needs. Third, they were actively cooperating with the Romans who were occupying the land of Israel and the tax collectors were considered traitors. And four, they were grouped together with the prostitutes and sinners as the dregs of society. So being a tax collector wasn't, an, wasn't a, a type of um, a profession that was honorable. People looked down at, at them. They were considered the dregs of society. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with them. Now in Luke chapter 19, I'd like us to turn, um, to, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 10, and then I'm going to talk about this character called Zacchaeus. Alright? So Luke chapter 19, I'm going to start reading from verse 1. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a certain man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. For he made haste, so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, who, the, 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 the religious people, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I have I give half of my goods to the poor, and I have taken if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. Verse 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So this, as I said, this is a very interesting story, and I, you know, I see the parallel with today. Now Zacchaeus, as I, as the scripture read, was a chief tax collector. So he is the one who is telling the local tax collector the amount of money that they need to pass on to him. Of course, he has already bumped up whatever that is, so he can get his cut. Now, as it said, he was despised because number one, he was a tax collector, and then tax collector and then he was a chief tax, tax collector he was a rich man short in stature so he's a rich Jewish man but he was just short 
And, you know, Jesus coming through Jericho, walking the streets on his way to wherever he was going. So, of course, as a celebrity, yes, Jesus was a celebrity, but he was a poor celebrity, and he was poor by choice. He, Jesus, Because Jesus didn't own property or any earthly things as a typical person. He didn't have a house. He didn't have land. He was famous for his teachings and the miracles. So Jesus would normally stay in the Garden of Gethsemane or he would stay at people's houses. Okay, that's how, you know, if you ever think about Jesus' ministry and how he he walked uh, up and down Israel, Jesus didn't have a house. So Zacchaeus now, there's there's a crowd along the path that Jesus is walking. People around him, people hear the commotion, they come out, they see him. And Zacchaeus is a short man, so he can't get through the crowd because the crowd was so thick. He can't get through to see Jesus. So what does this man do? He climbs up a tree, kind of looking at the, the path, the direction, the path Jesus is going to walk, and climb up in a tree so he can get, he can get a good view of this Jesus who's coming. Now, if you think about this for a minute, this is a rich man climbing up in a tree to see a holy man who is a poor holy man. Now, imagine Bill Gates or Elon Musk or what, or, or these um, rich people climbing up a tree to see a holy man walk in the street. So, you know, for somebody to be to have that stature of wealth. To climb up in a tree to see a poor holy man. You know they had to be really interested in this person. Because to do that requires humility. Bill Gates up in a tree to see somebody (laughs) walking down the street. You know, so you know that this Zacchaeus, he has heard about Jesus. And he is also very interested to see who this person was. Now... Later on, I'm going to I'm going to take you to another scripture, and I'm going to show you the impact and why Zacchaeus was was so enamored and interested in seeing Jesus. Okay, now the length Zacchaeus went through to get a good view of Jesus as he walked the street tells us something. It tells us something about Zacchaeus's heart. A rich man. Climbing up a tree to see a poor, famous holy man. What rich person, as I said, Bill Gates or, or, or um, you know, Elon Musk, what rich man or rich person you know is going to humble themselves like that to climb up a tree to see a poor person? I don't know any rich person in my time right now who would do that unless there is something going on in that person's heart. Okay, The effort he made to get a good view of Jesus, considering his financial status, tells me something about Zacchaeus. It tells me that his heart was open to receive something. I don't think he knew what it was, but his heart was open to receive something. Now, Jesus got to the location of the tree, at the tree where Zacchaeus was. And he said, Zacchaeus... Now, he, knows, he knew Zacchaeus was up in the tree. He called him by name. He called Zacchaeus by name. I'm, I'm sure Zacchaeus wasn't the only person up in the tree. 
but he calls Zacchaeus by name. He says, Zacchaeus, hurry up, come down, for today I must stay at your house. So basically Jesus invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house. Okay, so the religious people were, were, weren't too happy about that because number one, this holy man, who they can't stand because he claims to be the son of God, he's going to the house of a sinner to eat and to hang out. So they weren't happy with him. So Jesus knew his mission. And this is what, you know, this whole series is about. And this is what I'm trying to get across to everyone who's listening. When you know your mission, that I don't care what is happening, you will not allow anyone or anything to distract you for what you know you have to be doing. And when you know your mission, you cannot be concerned about what others think. The religious people were unhappy with Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house because he was considered, like all the other tax collectors, they were the dregs of society. They were despised people. You know, I can't worry about what people think about me. I can't. I am accountable to the Lord. Because when I have to stand before Him, I can't say, this person or that person, they didn't like me and they did this and they did that. Uh, that's not going to fly. I am accountable to Him. And I know that. I'm accountable for what I say. I'm accountable to what, for what I do. We are all going to be held accountable to Him. You can't be bothered with what people have to say. You can't be bothered by people's attitude towards you. You know, I wish everybody could, would like me. But I know everybody doesn't like me. But I don't care. I can't worry about that. The only person I have to please is God. So, it's better to please God than man. And that is something that's and as you see today, people are more concerned about pleasing man than pleasing God. Which is very dangerous. If Jesus needed to be validated by the religious leaders or by people, he would have been compromised. If we have to be validated by people, we compromise ourselves. Why? Because we give people power over us. When we have need the approval and validation of others. And we see people today, we see leaders who will not do what's right because they need to keep their power. They need the validation of people and they need the validation of the people of influence because the people of influence have power over others. What do they do? They compromise themselves to keep their power. In other words, they have been bought and they have been sold. So people have power over you when you need their validation. And it stymies your effectiveness because your own desires is only to preserve your own self and to maintain your power. Jesus didn't care about that. His power, his authority came from Father God himself. The religious leader had, leaders have no influence. People have no influence. All Jesus cared about was doing the Father's business. All he cared about was doing the will of the Father. Being about his mission and fulfilling his purpose. When you are walking in the light and your aim is to please God, 
You do what's right and leave the consequences to Him. Because God is, He is my validator. You can't be weak in heart. You can't be half-hearted. You've got to know your mission and you've got to know your purpose. If you don't know it and you don't know who you are, you will be easily compromised. Because your pride will not allow you to take a step of faith to do what you know you're supposed to do. Because you are depending on the val- being validated by others. And that is how the enemy works. That's how people have power over you. We cannot live our lives at the whims of others. You follow people and you emulate people who are living a life, a righteous life, a godly life, who are walking in love and have a heart of compassion. But then there are people, you know, you you read about these religious leaders and there are other scriptures where we hear they swear they are God's people. They swear they are walking with God. They swear that they are in the will of God and they are so far removed from it. Jesus called them hypocrites. That tells you how deceived that they were and how deceived people are today. Thinking that they are doing the will of God but they are so far from Him. So Jesus did, what Jesus did, He was about pleasing the Father and doing His will which was to fulfill His mission. He didn't care what the religious leaders said. He wasn't even moved by, the, by the, what people said about him. Because he said, Say, you all only follow me for, for what, I can, what you can get from me. You don't really love me. And that's what people do. People, listen, once people can get something from you, they're your friend, they are tight with you. But once, listen, you lose your money or you lose your power, they leave you and they find somebody else. Yet the people, the true friends, are the ones who stick with you when you're down. Your true friends are the ones who stay with you, cry with you, laugh with you. They're with you when you have nothing and they're with you when you have a lot. They're not with you because of what you have. They're with you because they care about you and they love you. That's why Jesus never ever Dependent on the validation of people. Because people are fickle. People will love you one minute. And they will cast you aside the next second. When Jesus was entering Jerusalem. The week before. Less than a week before he was put on the cross. The people were waving palm branches. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Less than a week later. They were in front of Pilate saying crucify him crucify him that's how fickle people are so I, I know this is just a warning to you all too don't don't judge people by how they look don't don't worry about their cars and their money no look at people's heart not only what they say but what they do don't get sucked in by the appearance so anyhow Jesus met Zacchaeus where he was. When Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, Jesus didn't tell him, hey, stop, stop robbing and cheating people. Jesus just shared the word of God. And Zacchaeus, as I said, his heart was ready to receive. He knew Jesus was not like the other, like the religious leaders. And Jesus was, and because of that, Zacchaeus was willing to receive him. 
Because Jesus wasn't about putting him down. When you share the word of God and you share the heart of God with people, that word alone convicts people of, of what's wrong in their life. And they change. As I said, the change has to take place from the inside out. And look at this here. Uh, Zacchaeus was willing to receive Jesus. Jesus said, I'm coming over to your house. Zacchaeus was, as it said here, it said it here in verse 6. He made haste. He came down the tree and he received him joyfully. Zacchaeus was happy to have Jesus come into his house. And he had a lavish, a lavish feast for Jesus. And in verse 8, it says here, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord. So you have this lavish feast. Jesus is there talking. He's there fellowshipping with them, with sinners. Then Zacchaeus stood up and said this, made this statement. He said, look Lord, looking at Jesus. I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Zacchaeus had a change of heart. That's, that's the statement of repentance. He said, if I've taken anything from anyone, I restore fourfold. W willing to give restitution. To return what he, what he stole from people and give them interest. And then give half of his goods, of his ill-gotten gains to the poor. So he stood up. He made that declaration and executed it. So what was happening there? There was a change of heart. Which was what? Revealed by his act of faith. Faith in Jesus. And his, because of that, he was willing to offer restitution and give half of his, his wealth to the poor. That's faith. He didn't just say it. He actually did it. And in verse 9 it says, Today salvation has come to this house. Because he was also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Before I comment on that, turn to Luke chapter 5, verse 27 and 32. And I want to show you something. Luke chapter 5, 27 and 32. Verse 27 goes like this. It says, After these things, he went out, this is Jesus, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up and followed him, Jesus. Then Levi gave him a great feast at his own house. So Levi followed Jesus and he eventually took Jesus to his home and had a great feast for Jesus. And there were a great number of tax collectors so you know, the tax collectors only hang out with their own kind because nobody else wants to have anything to do with them. Verse 30, and their, scribes and, and their scribes and Pharisees complained against his disciples saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come... I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now listen to this. This Levi, now this happened before Jesus met Zacchaeus. This Levi, you know who Levi is? Matthew. 
one of the disciples. So when he called, at that time he was called Levi, Jesus changed his name to Matthew. Levi was a tax collector. He took Jesus to his home and he sat with other tax collectors and other people who they associated with. At that time, Levi wasn't a disciple. His name was Levi. Then he got converted and Jesus called him Matthew. So Levi or Matthew sitting with all these tax collectors, the word got out about Jesus. So that's how Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, he heard about Jesus and how Jesus treated the tax collectors. So when Jesus was in Jericho, Zacchaeus saw it as an opportunity to, opportunity to actually see who this Jesus was. Climb up in a sycamore tree to see this man Jesus. Now you know that made his day when Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down today, I must, I'm gonna hang out with you. <laughs> so that made his day. I heard about this Jesus. I am actually, he's here. And he wants to come to my house. I mean, he was excited. And because of Jesus' reputation with sinners and the tax collectors, Zacchaeus' heart was open to receive and hear what he had to say. The religious people didn't, didn't have that opening because they were condescending and they were judgmental and they were hypocrites. When you have that attitude with people, people close off from you. They don't want to hear, hear anything you have to say. Because you're judgmental, you're a hypocrite. And now you come in to tell me how I ought to live. I don't want to hear, I wouldn't want to hear anything from anyone like that. Who is saying one thing and living a different life. They have no reputable legs to stand on. But Jesus, Jesus didn't like the sin. But he, what did he say he came to do? He said, I came to save those who are lost. He knew that they were sinners. He knew they were lost. But he was concerned about their, con their spiritual condition. He didn't judge them. Why? Because they couldn't do anything else. What is a sinner supposed to do? A sinner is going to sin. How could you tell a prostitute not to be prostitute? That's how she makes her living. That's all she knows. But when they hear from a genuine person about a different way of living, that God can not only forgive them of their sin, but they could find another way to live, then people are willing to listen. Because they're not being judged. They're being met where they are. And that's Jesus' mission. If you read the scriptures, how he dealt with the Samaritans, how he dealt with people who were bound with demonic spirits. He didn't judge them. He just met them where they were and set them free. That's it. That's our mission. Our mission is not to judge. Our mission is not to take the speck out of people's eye when we have a big beam in ours. Our mission, our purpose, is to make sure that we are walking in the light. Be an example of the life in, in Christ. Love people where they are. Don't judge. Love them where they are. And let your lifestyle give an opportunity by the Spirit so that they have to be open to receive when you're ready to give your testimony about your life in Christ.
That is what Jesus did. Jesus didn't go about trying to change the laws. The law was already there. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not murder. The laws were already there. But people weren't obeying the laws. There were people who were breaking the laws. So I don't care what laws you try to put on the books today. People are going to do what they want to do. You think putting a, a, a law, um, you shouldn't commit adultery, people, it's going to stop people from doing it? They're going to do it, but they'll do it in secret. They do it in secret anyway, and they do it openly, but people are going to do what they want to do. The change has to take place from the inside out. And that's where the Word of God comes in, and that's where the Spirit of God comes in. So again, what was he about? He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to forgive, pardon, captives. And that's what Zacchaeus was. He was captivated by his own greed. But he changed when he was impacted by the word of the Lord. He was set free. This is what was happening with Zacchaeus and the other tax collectors. Jesus was always about his mission. Always on point and not distracted with the social and political upheaval and the whims of the religious leaders. We cannot allow ourselves to be distracted by all the drama that's happening. You're going, to get, you're going to get mad. You're going to get upset. And it's going to interrupt your, your whole flow of life. Just understand and see things through the lens of God. That our purpose, our mission, is to meet people where they are and share our life in Christ. And this is the mind we must have. The same mind Jesus had. Walk in love. Show compassion to reach and save the lost. This is what Jesus did. And in verse 9 and 10, Jesus said something very interesting. He said, today salvation has come to this house. Why did salvation come to this house? Because he spoke the word to Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus received it. Because he received it and he acted by faith and offered restitution, Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house. Because Zacchaeus received the word and had a change of heart. So, as I said, it's not easy to forgive. It's not easy to see people doing things that you don't agree with. But we are not here to judge. We are not here to judge people. We are here to walk in love and understand where people are. We were once sinners. We were once doing our thing. But one day we heard the word of God and we had a change of heart. We had a change of mind. That day, salvation came to you. And to others, you can be the vehicle by the Spirit and the Word of God where salvation can come to others as we share Christ with them by our lifestyle and by our example. 